Hello and welcome back to our Easy Insights mini-series on real estate marketing. We've got two really useful and rarely spoken about topics coming up that will be very important to small and medium agencies as our market starts to cool. Don't forget, if you're listening to this in the car or you can't take notes, fill in your details below the podcast and we'll send you some easy catch-up notes direct to your inbox that you can use to take action later on. Let's kick off into this topic. In today's podcast, we're going to have a look at something that I am personally so incredibly passionate about in marketing, but it's something that rarely gets talked about at an office or an agency level in real estate. You can mark my words, it would definitely be talked about at a group level, but it's something we don't really look at at an office or agency level, despite the huge benefits that it can offer. And that is positioning and differentiation. In our work, when we're consulting with agencies in a marketing capacity, We often get asked about all the cool stuff, the Facebook, the email marketing, the search ad. Sometimes we even get asked about content, all of that, those sort of channels that people are regularly using and they can read blogs about and it's easy to find and everybody knows about. Something we rarely get asked about is the work that comes before figuring out what channels to use and how best to use them. So how you actually get to the point whether you decide that Facebook is right for you or email is right for you and what messages you should be sending. No, usually our clients just want to dive straight into those channels. They want to jump into the Facebook. They want to jump into the email without actually first stopping and asking themselves, what am I actually doing and why am I doing it? What am I hoping to get out of this? And how am I measuring if I'm actually getting that out of it? The research component of your marketing strategy is all about this area. It includes activities like reviewing the market as it is now and predictions for what's to come, thoroughly analyzing your competitors so you know what's working for them and what's not so you can learn from their mistakes and also how you're honestly different from them, honestly. Identifying your strengths, your weaknesses, opportunities and threats that are out there and really getting into the heads of your target audiences so you know these buyers and sellers intimately. From all of this information, we can then best work out what marketing channels are going to be most effective, when, for whom, and with what key messages. Not taking these steps is like trying to make a complex recipe with a list of ingredients, but you have no idea how much of each of the ingredients you're supposed to use or when you're supposed to put that ingredient into the dish. Basically, what you end up with is a mess of something that is inedible and nobody even wants to sort of look at and pay attention to. And that's the same as marketing. It's the same as marketing your business. If you don't know why you're doing something, when you're doing it and how you're doing it and you don't have a reason for that, you can end up with a little bit of a mess that's costing you money but not giving you a solid return on investment. The other thing that this research helps us establish is what we in marketing call a positioning strategy. So positioning, for those of you who don't know what it is, let's talk about it. What is it? In marketing or branding, in really simple terms, positioning is the hopefully unique place or identity that you hold in the target audience's mind. It can be deliberate, so you can have planted that idea on purpose and nurtured it over time so that you've developed that identity, or it can have happened organically, so it might not be as positive or as fitting as you would actually like it to be if it's sort of happened by itself. As an example of deliberate positioning, Tesla is positioned as the car for environmentally forward-thinking people. Qantas, for example, is positioned as the quintessentially Australian airlines. Woolworths have not positioned themselves as being the cheapest. They know they can't compete with Audi and Coles on that sort of positioning. They know they can't hold true to that positioning. No, instead, they've positioned themselves as the fresh food people. And everything that they do as a company underpins that idea that they are the fresh food people. 
Likewise, in real estate, locally, you might be the innovative forward-thinking local agency, or you might be the cheap guys or the truly family business, or perhaps you might have fallen into that trap of being known as the swindlers or the cheaters, which is obviously something you don't want to be. Or potentially you haven't positioned and a position hasn't been established for you and you are just one of a pack. You're one of many agencies that aren't different to any other agencies in any way, shape or form, which means that you're not memorable, you're not standing out. There's no way that people can can know you and differentiate you from any other brand in town. Either way, your positioning is how you're defined in your consumer's minds. That's basically what it means. So why bother actually taking control of your positioning? First and most obvious, if you don't control your positioning, it will control you. You can become the something guys, the cheap guys, the swindlers, the tech guys, whether or not that's what you want to be and whether or not you feel like that fits you. And if it doesn't fit you, changing that positioning is really challenging. Sometimes it can be impossible. But most important, working on a positioning strategy that sets you apart can make your marketing so much more effective. It can make your brand so much more powerful and your promotional spend so much cheaper with a greater return on investment. It will save you money and make your brand bigger at the same time. It does this by making you memorable. It gives you an edge and it helps you stand out from other agencies in your area. It underpins absolutely everything that makes you you or your business your business. And it makes your brand so much easier to recall, to identify and to relate to for those buyers and sellers out there. Try this really simple activity. Think back to primary school and to the kids that were in your class. Who was the funny kid? Who was the smart kid? Who was the athletic kid? Now, for most of us, primary school is a fair way back, but recalling those people wasn't too difficult, was it? It isn't to say that there were no other kids who were smart or funny or athletic, But one or two kids probably really stuck out to you as owning those labels. Really simply, that's what positioning is. It's the best way to become memorable. And it's crucial in an industry where repeat business can take four, five, six years to occur and word of mouth is absolutely vital. So a couple of quick tips on positioning, on getting started with your positioning strategy or your repositioning strategy as the case may be. First of all, and I cannot stress this enough, do your homework. Don't skip that research component in your marketing strategy development. Take a good hard look at your business and do the same for other agencies in your area. Where are the gaps? Can you honestly fill them? Is there no genuine innovators in your local area, for example? Can you be those guys? Can you stand out that way? Secondly, once you think you've found a unique position, be really honest with yourself. Can you really be those guys? Are you trying to be something that you're not? Are you trying to become the innovators when all your software is completely outdated, your methods haven't changed in eons, and you don't really actually want to try new things? If it's not honest, it's not going to work. It's going to be such a difficult thing to implement and to try to stick to, and you're just going to let it go pretty quickly. Thirdly, let your positioning underpin everything that you do. It should be a part of your key messages. It should underpin your ads and your campaigns. It should drive your behavior, and it should be really obvious to consumers. If you're the innovator, people should see it in your ads, they should see it in your office, in your approach, how you talk about things and the way you sell their properties. You need to be excited about innovation and you need to incorporate it into everything that you do. Fourth and last, assess or reassess as the case may be regularly. Always stop and ask yourself, are we being true to this positioning and do people really actually believe it? If you're the innovators, have you stopped being innovative, for example, as time has passed? 
if you're the advertising gurus in town who supposedly offer this completely unique and more strategic way to advertise and promote property, have your promotional efforts become the same level as every other agency in town over time? Always strive to live up to your positioning and to remain unique in that positioning. It might sound like no big deal, but positioning and differentiation are what make good brands great brands. It's also not an overnight win or something that you just do once. Positioning takes time and it takes commitment. Positioning is a way to stand out. As I said, it's a way to be memorable. And as such, in a cooling market, it's a way to appeal to more vendors and buyers and to win more listings. Don't forget to think about positioning and to put a strategy in place before you get so caught up thinking about your Facebook and your emails and and what you're doing on that front. If you want some more insights and advice on how to get started with a positioning strategy, reach out to our team at hello at saleasy.com.au. We are more than happy to help empower evolution in every part of our industry. Stay tuned next week for our next podcast, which is all about how to streamline your marketing budget as the real estate industry cools. Take it easy. 